This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Everybody and welcome to the Basement Booker's podcast. Please let's all take our time to acknowledge the tribal chief who is seven hundred and something days on the island of relevancy. No, this is not complacency. Merely stating sort of facts. I'm not good at numbers. With me as always for this wrestling podcast. I was gonna call it a rizzling podcast, but hey, you know, if it was up to Rich to Riz, everything would have like his first letter in it, like. For real. Uh, Rich is everybody. Well, thank you. Alliteration <laughs> is easy, and it makes things catchy, makes it easier for, you know, people to remember stuff. Riz is raw, for instance. Well, in your, in your defense, you're not cutting the same promo every time you open your mouth. So that's cool. True. Unlike although the Miz. I, I, yeah. I, like although the Miz I, goes, the Miz has two versions Goofball and indignant. He just can't do like the middle, you know. Yeah, well, we all have like our his most passionate niches. promos is the same promo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm here day day out, working hurt. Blah blah blah. This and the other. What are you doing? Yeah, basically that. I I guess it's fair. Uh, but we'll 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 talk about that. There's a lot to go on. Uh, we're doing Halloween havoc tonight. We're we're focusing in, we're zeroing in, but before that, before that, Rich Deriz is going to provide us with news rumors and bullshit. Rich Deriz, before I queue up the news segment after news rumors and bullshit, are there anything that's keeping certain people from doing work? Yes. Okay. We will be introducing what I would kindly like to call the boo-boo room, and we will do the boo-boo room. After we do our news rumors, add bullshit. Richter is. What's going um, on, man? What is right. happening? What is jumping, up? Jumping straight in. According to Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio this week, Ace Steel, who, I mean, I kind of heard of him back in the day, but, like, you know, he's never wrestled on TV. Uh, he was released from AEW this week, reportedly due to his role in what's now being called Brawl Out, where he allegedly threw a chair and bit Kenny Omega. Meltzer went on to say he's, quote, doubtful that we'll ever see Punk back in AEW. He said several people close to the situation are claiming that AEW is trying to buy out the rest of Punk's contract, with a possible sticking point being a non-compete clause, with the obvious concern being that he'd immediately go to WWE. Okay, yeah. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> um, and, you know, ever since the Great Bomb... Uh, that mm-hmm. I didn't make up. I will never know. Like, I'm not even an AEW diehard. And I was offended. It's super unprofessional. Like, this guy's supposed... Unless, of course, it's your theory and my half a theory. Where it's a work, but only CM Punk knew that it was and didn't tell anybody. And now he just looks like a douchebag. What do you well... make of that? Sometimes people, if you leave people alone long enough, they'll just reveal their true colors. Yeah. 
Um, that's true. And sometimes they just keep getting away with it because they're good chameleons. The thing is, uh, CM Punk screwed up uh, mm. because he, he let it out. He, he, he let his true colors, you know, out. Um, I, can I ask you a question? Are you having trouble hearing me? I hear you fine. All right, good. I'm just making sure everything gets picked up for the book of verse because uh, we were talking before there was some low talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh punk like punk in wwe now i don't know that i would care um they would have to be doing something very compelling right and it's tough honestly wwe and compelling is tough right now with the the bloodline Sami Zayn thing and the bray wyatt thing that's going on yes but it doesn't mean it can't happen in a year from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm saying is, I think his ego's too big. Like, if you couldn't really do it in a place that is colloquially referred to as All Friends Wrestling by Jim Cornette, mm-hmm. you got problems, man. Like, that yeah. locker room, from what I understand it, I, I thought they were, like, easygoing people, you know? And... Mm-hmm. Uh, there are those, and we know people who, you know, they're, you know, they're kind of in the business. They work in the business doing different things, mm-hmm. and it's that, you know, feels pretty toxic. Mm-hmm. So maybe they, right now is not the best time, but things can change. Remember, they still have a deal with Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still, there's things happening that I hear about. I don't know if it's in the news, but. In the Philippines, if you want to watch WWE, they're on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't going to be in the news, but yeah, it's just a quick little thing. It's not a mm-hmm. big deal. Shout out to our uh, listeners in the Philippines. Word up! We get like at least fifteen from the Philippines, according to analytics. Nice. Yeah. Uh, enough uh, breaking our arms, stroking ourselves. What do we got? Yeah. All right. So speaking of AEW and WWE relations, Meltzer also noted that there were talks for Billy Gunn to appear as part of the DX reunion on Raw. But Tony Khan wanted AEW mentioned in some way and WWE ultimately decided against it. If true, that is ridiculous because it's been mentioned kind of with Cody. We know this universe exists. If it's that simple thing. And from what I understand, I did read a Road Dog interview where uh, they thought Billy was coming. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nah, but I guess it's because of that thing. And because Road Dog said he's glad he's not that close to that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't really know what was said. Mm-hmm. So I think that has them both bummed on each side of where they're on, you know. Well, one thing that I read that might have had to do with why Tony Khan specifically wanted AEW mentioned was, uh, if you remember when Billy was part of the uh, the DX Hall of Fame induction, uh, I think Triple H kind of made a joke about like him being in the Little Leagues or something like that. Oh. So it's kind of to, like, hey, you know, we gave him to you then and you kind of crapped on us. Maybe be nice. And WWE's basically said, no, we're not going to be nice. <laughs> I, I think that's a mistake. If this is a true thing, I think that's a mistake. I think 
honestly, I think they had a chance to be the bigger person, and they blew it. And it and it, it was for the fans. They could have did that for the fans. Well, well, who are you saying had a chance to be the bigger person, WWE or AEW? Both. Hmm. It should have been a, a competition, but to take Tony Khan's side on this, he does kind of have a point, mm-hmm. which is where definitely, at, and I mean it in the fact that regardless of Tuesday night Dynamite beating NXT, by a hair. I really wouldn't brag about that. Right. I really wouldn't brag about it by a hair. Yeah. But that's me. I'm not in that business. These things might mean a lot more in that world. But mm-hmm. by a hair, it's you would have you had your they, champion. They did kind of stack NXT with WWE talent this week, though. Yeah, but were there any championships on the line? The W. I don't the, think there were. Their main championship wasn't. There was no title match. Hmm. They were calling it Title Tuesday. If you can't beat NXT with that, then I don't know what's going on. But besides that, just just an aside from that. Yeah, Mox and Hangman was really, really hyped and deservedly so. They all should have just did it for the fans. I think the fans were robbed. And I do think that Triple H should have been like, you know, how's it going over there? You guys, you know. Whatever. It doesn't mean anything. It's not like you saying that gives them super credibility. They exist regardless if you want to acknowledge them or not. Mm -hmm. The fans are there. Mm -hmm. It's when they do things like this and they take something away from the fans that could be really I'm really upset about this. Mm -hmm. I didn't give it much thought, but you could have had the New Age Outlaws. One simple thing and it. Um, I guess I'm going to have to side with Tony Khan on this one. Mm-hmm. No, you know what? I'm not on. I side with the fans. I side with us. They're all wrong in this. Mm-hmm. It should have been a compromise. It should have met halfway and Triple H should know better. E- e- if it's even his call. I think it was not. Yeah, I think not, if it was his, not entirely. I'm going to say devil's advocate. Maybe it wasn't Triple H's choice. Because mm-hmm. I just don't see the reason. There's no, they, they lose nothing. I agree. And on, so so I'm thinking the same thing. Like I'm siding with the fans, leaning towards Tony Khan, and I could I could see Tony Khan's point of view here because to me it's a fool me once, shame on you. I don't think I'm gonna give you a chance to fool me again. Situation. I'm not. I'm. I'm not in the position to be made a fool of right now. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know this, but there's a lot of stuff going on right now where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Is what he's, you know what I mean? That's yeah. that's that I would think is Tony Khan's. You know. Yeah. So honestly, I think um, if that was if that indeed was his stance, like just say AEW, don't take a shot at us. If that was all he was asking, you know, it, it's hard to not agree with that. Mm-hmm. He has I mean, a lot, like 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 you point out, he's got a lot on his plate at the moment. And if that, like I said, if that was his call, if that's what he was asking for, I think that's probably the best decision he's made so far in a long time. Yeah, and it's like, hey, come on, come on, Tony, mm-hmm. don't even worry about it, bro. You're gonna be fine. 
Mm-hmm. You got and, and he, Tony could just be like, come on, Triple H. We can't shut up about WWE on our programming. Mm-hmm. Mentioned by name on Tuesday. Yeah. They oh they they never they are never shy. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a, it's even a knock. It's the meme that they can't go without either mentioning WWE or Mox blading. True, but so so to say that like they're never shy about like how do you subtly mention the largest wrestling company in the world when you're the second largest wrestling company in the U.S. You don't, and you just don't have to. You worry about you. what you're doing. I hear you. Yeah. True. Um. All right, moving on to. The Boo Boo Room. Mm. Probably not a great week to uh, start calling it that, but oh well, here we are. AEW announced that Hangman Page was diagnosed with a concussion at this at this week's Dynamite. On Twitter, Hangman thanked, quote, Medical, Mox, Brandon, and others. Brandon, I'm guessing, is Brandon Cutler. Mox, obviously, you know, for, you know, giving him the match and everything. So I rewatched it in slow motion. First of all, I want to note. If you have YouTube TV like I do, this is not a plug for them. This is just an interesting thing. And you you can cha- you can adjust the speed in the settings. The sound that accompanies the video, first of all, s- sound will accompany the video in, in slow motion also, which is cool. And they do it in a way where they only sort of like elongate. Like, uh, OK, honestly, I'm not sure exactly how they do it, but each person's voice. You know how like usually when you slow something down it sounds lower. Can I as ask well as, you a question? Yeah. Do you have this on hand? The slow, the slowed down video. Yeah. I can pull it up real quick. I feel like I'm spying on you. <laughs> All right. So I actually went went down as low as quarter speed when I was uh, watching it. Okay. But, uh, we'll do it. We'll do it on half for like the first view through. Okay. All right, ready? Listening. Oh. What that's about, but right now, this is a battle here for the title. Hopefully your words, Lord Regal, chased him out of the building. And look at this crowd on hand. Massive, massive crowd here in Cincinnati. You hear how I mean how it sounds slower, but not lower? Yeah. It's weird. Man, Adam Page. <laughs> the fourth ever AEW World Champion. All right, the sequ- this is where the sequence starts. Regain mm-hmm. that title here tonight. But Moxley was boom. Got the forearm. Maybe for the paradigm shift. Hangman Lariat coming up. Rider, but Hangman had it scattered. Nice Go behind. Lariat attempts left side lariat. lariat. Here it comes. Awesome by Hangman. So you see, he he kind of landed on the side of his face and the side of his head. And the concern was the way his neck was contorted. So obviously, potential neck injury. Obviously, we know he ultimately had a concussion. Good on referee Paul Turner for stopping the match. That was incredible. Yeah, At least get, it wasn't get, that other bonehead. 
Right. It, <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Um, to his credit, it takes a lot of balls to stop a live televised main event match with 10 minutes left to go. Dude, especially with how even for them, probably some things are supposed to look like, you know, real. Yeah, right. Um, so I mean, Paul it's Turner, real. You know what I mean? Impactful. Right, right. So you saw Paul Turner. You see him walking in frame here. He's a. Uh, he checks on Hangman immediately and immediately makes the call to bring the doctor in to look at him. And then very quickly, they, they call the match. Thankfully, they learned from the Matt Hardy incident. So first off, just regarding the audio, I, th- I, don't, I think it's cool. I, I guess they stretch out the vowels in normal speed and just like repeat them to sort of keep the same tone. Anyway, so it just sounded like they were very drunk. Right. But they're doing their best at work. Yeah, exactly. But like it clearly like it, it was clear who was talking every time. So it's cool that it doesn't distort the voice in that way. But aside from that, the reason why I watched it in slow-mo was I wanted to see how Hangman hit. And I also wanted to see if maybe it might have started with the initial impact. Like maybe just Mox hit him too hard, which it didn't seem like it to me, but it did seem like his bicep Mox's bicep sort of came in like direct contact with the side of Hangman's jaw, which could have like knocked him out. And then if you're knocked out at that point, but you already started your leap in midair, obviously you're not going to be able to fully protect yourself as you land. And then you landed weird. So uh, I, don't, I don't know if we'll ever know the exact uh pinpoint cause as i have this fucking pin in my hand from the other week because my add um of the of the concussion but yeah i mean thankfully it's only a concussion and not worse because that could have been a serious neck injury yes uh i would like to state now Mm -hmm. for the record that the way the announcers with the exception of taz handled this was terrible Mm. it was terrible Taz, because he's experienced a situation like this, mm-hmm. what he says, mm-hmm. and he, and you don't go off and run down a card or whatever the fuck he was doing. And I said this to you, a messenger, because mm-hmm. I know what you do. You're like, oh, this is a truck. It's like, well, they should know better because this is the most compelling thing that's happened on their entire fucking program. And I'll mm-hmm. put that up against MJFs will get to that same ass promo and any day. And that's just my opinion. And yeah, I'm probably wrong, but that could have, he could have been paralyzed. Yeah. You had, you could have gotten, and I'm not saying, oh, let's milk this for what it's worth. How about you give it the reverence that it's due? What does the crowd think of it? What are the crowd shots? Okay. What's going on with Hangman? You're just moving away from it. And, yeah, maybe they were scared something really terrible happened. But I think with the doctors there, there's a way to know if, you know, he's not dead. Right. You know, mm-hmm. there could have – I'm just – it wasn't treated seriously as it should have been. And that doesn't include them doing the right thing, stopping it right away. The doctor's getting out there fast. Good. But the from the, the production standpoint, they should know better. They should know better. Dude, just imagine the footage here you could have used. Put that with some my sacrifice or whatever. <laughs> and just have it 
Hangman come back from a, a hopefully a near coming back hopefully from what looks like to could have been should the fates decide a career ending injury comes back mm. and beats MJF or whoever or even the man that he thinks took almost took his career away from him. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Yep. They could they could have even just like kept replaying the uh the, the lariat that knocked him out and have Taz analyze it. Have Excalibur analyze it. He's a freaking former wrestler too that retired. Yeah. It'd be more convincing for me if Taz did it. Yeah. But it's just you're right. It's something like that. I, I couldn't I was so confused. It's like what do you want? It reminds me of Marvel. So you didn't see it, but in the last, this is spoiler alert for like the worst movie ever. It's mm. called Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh, terrible title too, by the way. It's disgusting. So <laughs> Thor is so Jane Foster, Thor's ex, has cancer. They make light of cancer. Like, it's serious one second, and then it's like, oh, so goofy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You need to just let something breathe. Mm-hmm. See people's reactions. Maybe lower your voice a little bit. How about a hushed tone? Mm-hmm. Try it out. You blew it. You blew it. And after finding out Hangman was okay on the Twitter or whatever, take him away from his social media. Mm-hmm. It should have just been everybody thinking about them. That's the conversation that keeps people interested. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Uh, I like it. I th- I think I think you're right. The thing not to do was to start hyping the next card. Mm-hmm. I don't know who made that call, but not the best thing to do. And I hope. That they learn from this. Honestly, obviously, we all hope to not have to have a match-stopping injury in the future, especially now with Soraya there. But you know, I I like I like to think that this match was stopped in the fashion that it was because they learned from that Matt Hardy, uh, Sammy Guevara match. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So hopefully. The next time something like this occurs, they will know, okay, this is what we do. We don't just start hyping the next thing. We we stay on this because this is the story right now. This is what everyone's concerned about. And, you know, that's not even the first way someone could have got seriously hurt, though. Mm-hmm. That dead eye on the apron oh, yeah. could have went south. Mm-hmm. And it usually happens with that. My point was the whole Matt Hardy thing, that was in a match where you kind of expect something like that could happen. Right. So you, you need know, to be prepared. Right. Exactly. But this, you know, this is it's not you're not this isn't supposed to be a gimmick match or anything. I know Moxley's in it, but it's a regular match they were having. Mm-hmm. What I understand. Yeah. And it, it did start on the outside. Yeah. Uh, in the crowd, even personally, you know, you can't predict the future. But I think the hangman attacking Moxley from the beginning was a bad move because mm. he's the baby face. You know, that's not how you do things if you're a good guy. Yeah, especially like since 
this it's, feud wasn't heated, right? No. Like they were the whole they thing. Feuding, yeah, they were feuding for the title, but it never really got particularly personal. Since this is part of the news, we're not we don't have to discuss that later then. Good. So let's keep this in the news because it's a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um the thing about it to me was attacking from behind is no good. The whole point was Hangman was trying to show that he was tough. Mm-hmm. That doesn't show that you're tough. You know, mm-hmm. if it was you let him do his thing, you come in there, you face him face to face the whole time. The minute you get somebody from behind, you're a sneaky bastard. You're, you know, that's a heel thing. Well, he didn't attack him from behind. He came from up front. He ran at him, though, didn't he? Yeah, but face to face. Yeah, but I get it. I guess I, w- I saw it differently in my mind. It I just mean, didn't I'm, feel right. Because I might the, be misremembering. No, but you're I thought, right, uh, probably. I'm just sorry. saying it should be in the ring. You're still taking liberties here. Mm-hmm. You're, it's kind of cheating. Nah, well, they, he they, wasn't ready to fight you, really. Yeah, they, wa- they wanted that, uh, that spot off the balcony or whatever. They shouldn't have done that. Why do you need to do that? Is mm-hmm. Hangman a high flyer? No. Okay. Just ask him. Moving on, more sad news. Uh, Kevin Nash's family released a statement to Fightful this week that his son Tristan passed away at the age of 26 on the day of Scott Hall's birthday. Tristan had recently joined Kevin Nash's podcast, and uh, no cause of death has been released just yet. I think they were going to have a show or something, like his Mm. son's band, in like a week or something, or on the weekend or something, like real close. It's real sad. I don't. I can't say much more than that. The obvious, and then you know, everyone can understand. All right. So every year, this date is going to come around, and Nash. I mean, this is going to be something that sticks in Nash's memory forever. Yeah. Like, regardless of the, how you feel about the person, and it's well documented on this podcast how we feel about the person. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you would wish on someone, even if you don't like them. Certainly not. Not ever. This is terrible. This is no, because when clearly you do terrible that, news. it backfires. That comes back on you, man, in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Uh, Miz revealed on the Yahoo Fantasy Football forecast this week that he has a, quote, bursa sack, which is in his shoulder, that he burst that just keeps blowing up. So that's why he didn't have a schedule. Hold on a second, Rich Riz. Does mm-hmm. this belong in the boo-boo room? Yes. Rich Riz. I don't count the hangman incident as the boo-boo room. That's terrible. The boo-boo room, the boo-boo room has to be brought with a serious reference. Okay? We have to do get well, get well soon. We want you to get well. Rich <sighs> Because okay. we want them to get well. So Miz is in the boo-boo room. Oh, he is in the boo-boo room. Yeah, this is the Bursa sack. Get well, get well, Sue. We, we want, want you, you to, to get, get well. well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Maurice will take care of it. It's fine. I yeah, don't feel bad sure. for him at all. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> Uh, I guess also in the Booba Room, PWInsider.com reported that Triple H tested positive for COVID this past week before Raw, and that he seems to be feeling fine and in, quote, good spirits. 
The report adds that he was running the show remotely, and this was the first time that he wasn't in person at a TV show since taking the helm. Well, everything went fine. So that's good. Thankfully. Yeah. Humberto Garza Sr. also passed away this week at the age of 85. WWE announced his passing on social media, and both of his grandsons, Angel and Humberto, post on social media in remembrance. Well, we we want them to feel better, but uh, you can't get well from this. A life lived, certainly, of many memories, and, and, and you know, they know what it is to feel the, the pop of the crowd, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, to the to the big old wrestling match of the sky, to get the elbow drop from Macho Man. Guess what happens? You know, you gotta you gotta sell for Macho Man. Mm-hmm. Gotta sell for the king. Yep. And last bit of news, at least for now, AEW announced that Jericho signed an extension through December 2025 or January 2026. Uh, there are disputing reports on that. And has expanded his roles to, quote, producer and creative advisor, in addition to continuing as a mentor to young ta- uh, talent. Okay, cool. So it's good that I'm skipping Rampage from now on. Great. All right. Great. Poor fucking Jericho. Big fan. Or Jericho. Yeah, big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Let's do NXT last this week since we have Halloween Havoc coming up. Let's run through the highlights uh, from Raw, SmackDown, and the rest this week. Uh, first highlight I got from Raw was JBL continuing his feud with Rey Mysterio in his like only TV appearance in character in a long time. And it was great. He said, uh, Dom finally figured out what they knew decades ago, that Ray's one of the worst humans on the planet, and he wears a mask because he's ashamed of himself. This is, JBL is gold. There's no evidence of that. Of what? There's no evidence of Ray Mysterio being a bad person. What is Just, he talking about? He's like the nicest guy. The absence of evidence is not the Except evidence Except for that absence. meme where he's like telling that kid to believe in yourself and not to be a little bitch. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> Maybe that's real. And Don't be a little bitch. <laughs> like, he, he told JBL that in confidence. He's blowing up his spot. <laughs> he's traumatized many children. <laughs> Who knows what else he said to them while like doing that forehead thing. Ray told me to not be a little bitch. That's the only person who snitched. Yep. <laughs> I actually don't have any other notes from Raw. Raw like, Raw was good. Not stellar, but nothing bad. Uh, yeah, it was. Baron Corbin's stupid outfit. He looks like an idiot. And um, the fact that JBL's clothes don't fit. It's either his last, like, wardrobe there. And, and I didn't bring a suit. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Hmm. Either Triple H lent him one. Because if you notice, his cuffs, he's, they're, they're pinned. Because it's so much bigger than he is. I didn't notice they were pinned, but they were I, long. I, I, Yeah, and I'm telling you, he looked like you. Like, he looked like you in a suit. It was weird. Thank you. I'm like, is he cosplaying Rich Riz? <laughs> it's crazy. Because it's hard for people your size to find clothes that fit good. Well, I get my, like, my my suits, I get tailored. Yeah, in a so. children's section. That's good. No. All right. Um, let's go uh, to the next thing now. Um, I can't, I, I don't even remember Raw. I remember that Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley beat the crap out of each other. Yep. To set up Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, 
Was it this week that DX came? Last week. Oh, that was last week that I didn't care. Okay. Yeah. Um. So basically, the one in Brooklyn that we should have been at this week. Really, what what would we have? What what awesomeness will we have for our overpriced seats? Brock, the surprise of Brock. Yeah, that was. But and we didn't know he's gonna be there. Bark, Barclay Center isn't particular, isn't as overpriced as the Garden. They come into the Garden December 26th again because they keep doing that every year, the day after Christmas. But I hate those seats. It feels like I'm gonna fall off the earth. At Barclay, well, I guess it depends on how high you are. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. It's like the higher you get, the less step you get. Yeah, you. Yeah, when we were when we were at TLC, that it was fine. It wasn't that steep. Yeah, because we were closer. Yeah. Um. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, mm-hmm. sorry, Al. Sorry. So, I, um, I really cared about that Brock Lesnar Lashley thing. That was a really cool spot. But Raw, the thing with Raw is, it flies by really fast. It does now. They fixed it. Yeah. I like it. It's both shows. But mm-hmm. more so that Raw's a three-hour show that now feels like a two-hour show, if that makes any sense. Yup. And SmackDown feels like an hour-and-a-half show. Mm-hmm. It's like... That's the thing. You, it's if you if you have to watch like we and Josh. I I gotta say if I can, if I may speak for you, we watch wrestling because we enjoy it. But we watch when we watch, kind of because we have to for this podcast. Uh basically. Yeah. Well, you know, like I'd put SmackDown off to to Saturdays. You know, if I didn't have to, like if I could Fortnite all night or or play Final Fantasy Origins all night on a Friday, I would. And then I watch SmackDown on Saturday and just chill. Yeah. You know? But um, to make a three-hour show that people that there are some people that have to watch, some people just watch religiously because that's all they know. Ride or and, die. Right, and that was us before we started this podcast. The um, thing is, there's something to uh, what's the word routine. Right. And the fact that it's been basically this, even this time slot for years and and Mm -hmm. years. Yeah. It's just what you do. Mm -hmm. It's like Monday Night Football for guys who don't like sports. (laughs) Right. No, but it's never not there. It's always there. Yeah. So to make a three hour show that just six months ago. Felt like an absolute chore. Like, like I, I'd, I'd be nodding off in the middle, like towards the nine thirty, ten o'clock hour, where it was like, oh, this again. To now, it's like, okay, what's, what's next? What's next? And to have it feel sh- so much shorter, that means you're doing something right. So yeah. even though I want to say, even though like I don't have a lot of uh, particularly good things to say about this week's episode. Even the worst Triple H episode is better than Vince's best from his last six months. I thought it was fun because there was certain things that I captured for Basement Booker's pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bailey on commentary where Bailey, where uh, Bianca Belair was tagged with um, someone. And she had her in a, um, like, she basically used her to as a weapon Candace against uh, yeah Candice LeRae against damage control mm-hmm. and Bailey's like she's just using her and I'm like that's <laughs> hilarious and uh-huh. AJ, AJ Styles at telling Dominic Mysterio he could he 
he could talk the talk, but could he talk the walk? And like Gallows yeah. is behind him, he's like, walk the walk. You know what I'm <laughs> like you can see him happen. It's just so funny. It's great. These things that you capture, uh-huh. and the fact that Dominic Mysterio wrestled AJ Styles happens. What? Just think about where they were 15 years ago. You know. Well, you know, Dominic Mysterio was still like a... He was a little kid on a PSP. He was. And AJ Styles was killing it. Mm-hmm. So, it, that, it, that, it's the age difference of people. Mm-hmm. And he still sucks. Yeah. Yeah, Dominic Mysterio still sucks. Um, It was only a matter of time before they make him turn he- heel. That's like the best thing you can do with someone that sucks. Yeah, because no one likes him anyway. And then exactly. it's just like, oh, okay, well, he must be doing his job. Yeah, let's capitalize that. And a, lot, and a lot of and a lot of people that have um, a lot of a lot of former wrestlers have said it's easier to work heel because you have less restrictions as far as like what you can say and do. What about Elias? Welcome back. No, love it. Love it. It, it was cool because they're like, yeah, uh, let's you know, my brother, whatever, you know, let's move on. So, so do you remember how I mentioned way back, like when he first debuted? That, like, it kind of looks like he's still learning to play guitar, but then obviously he got good at it later on. Mm-hmm. I think he's learning to play the keyboard at the moment. I think it's smart. Evolution of his uh, skills. Yeah, I, I just pick, I just learn all of them. Yeah. Just get all the moves, get all the skills. Dude. One man band. He could yes. do a band. With mm-hmm. his family. He's a one-man band. Because he's his whole family. Yeah, let's put that on the back burner. Maybe he's got an issue. Yo. You know what I mean? This could be a next-level thing to a certain other plot. Just something to think about, people. That is some big brain meta shit. Yep, I, I gotta think. say. Yeah, yeah. It just I came had, to me. It just came to I, me. Yeah, because I... I hadn't thought of that. I don't think anybody really did. I haven't heard anything. It's like, how is that not touched on, especially with what we know now about what's happening with another particular character? Mm. Now we're going to get to that very yeah. soon because now we're talking about some Smack Don. As uh, I, I, that was a terrible Pat McAfee impression. I'm sorry. Hungry, hungry Sami Zayn. We all yes. accept your apology. Uh, he's so proud of Solo Sokoa. He could just eat his head. Could eat his head. I didn't catch that. I at know. First. I know. <laughs> I was like, like I saw the subtitles and I'm like, did is that what he said? And then I put the audio on when you sent me the link. I'm like, did well, I recorded that? that myself. Like, did anyone catch that? <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. Sammy Zayn is a treasure. It's because he's trying to break break solo. I love it. He's on a mission. He. Solo said that Sami Zayn says he's going to get him. He's going to make him break. He's going to make him laugh. You know what I think? I think that's – I think this is fantastic for Solo because – To keep serious? Yeah. He's probably like, listen, listen. Rikishi's probably like, listen, I need you to think about something. I need you to think about the fact that in order to do things for your family, you might have to hit someone you care about with a car. Mm-hmm. And then you got to let the people know why you did it. Okay, when you hit Sami Zayn with that car eventually, you did it for the people. You did it for the tribal chief. 
There you go. Okay, let's let's remember that. And please don't hit Sammy's name with a car. Let's no. let's keep this going. Uh, there's only one conclusion, but we don't want to talk about that. We right. don't. We want it far away from our brains. Right, right. So my first highlight is Bray's backstage promo. Now, did you notice? I'm sure you did. The music that was playing during his promo. A little. Did you say anything about it? Um, would you like to tell me? Okay. First off, it was louder than typical, which I don't think was an accident. Also, it progressively sped up and got more intense from beginning to end. Hmm. I don't I, know if they're they were just doing that to sort of create a mood. But if they were, they don't do that often during a like a quote unquote live promo. They'll save that for a video package. Right? This was different. This might surprise you, mm-hmm. but the music was distracting. And I think the music was supposed to mirror his mindset. Probably. It's supposed to be erratic, like Mm -hmm. him. Um, He made a Jesus reference. Uh, Bro, you're reaching, okay? Listen, Mm. chill. Where he's talking about uh, removing the spears from him or whatever, Mm -hmm. because uh, when the Lord was crucified after he was betrayed by his own people to the Romans, um, they had stabbed him in the side with a spear to make sure he was dead. Mm-hmm. Um, it there's something to that. There's a lot, you know. I'm 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 open-minded with this because there's a lot involved in it, and it's gonna grow over time. It looks to me like there's, uh, maybe the circle could be more than just a figure of speech, because mm-hmm. he says he's, you know, he's not in control. He goes where the circle takes him. He's just a servant now. Yeah, he's, and. Jesus was kind of like that. He's mm-hmm. a servant to, to the Lord. He's a son, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, it's very interesting. It is. So later on, we saw the the Mister Howdy mask. Uh, who said Howdy? By the way. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that was the mask, but like we saw like this weird. A little on the nose. Yeah, it was. Mash. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it's up close. Yeah. I think that's uh, Bo. It might be. Um, I'm still of the mind that it's just Bray Wyatt in a video. I, I hope you're be. right, but I just, I don't know. You know, it could be him, but it's still a because they want you to think it's a different person. But it's just like a stand-in for him, kind of. Mm-hmm. It could be either one. Um, either way, this character development is intriguing whatever they're doing it's good we like it yeah more of it uh the Liv morgan character development mm, i'm on board with i want to see where it goes i don't know if i'm like the steps involved aren't well it's not that they're not clear it's kind of like I, I feel like a step or two was skipped earlier on. Like, I think, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Well, I think it depends on what your interpretation of what's happening is. And I think I said this last week, uh, the whole feud with Rhonda and 
Liv was that Ronda didn't think that Liv had it in her to do this. And that a lot of people have been saying that she's not extreme enough. Mm-hmm. But after that match, it turns out she really likes that. Mm-hmm. And I think she's just getting off on inflicting pain and getting it. If you paid attention to the match, after the post-match, she sets up the chair thing, which I always think is like nobody wins with this. But hear me out. She goes up, does the superplex Sonya Deville onto the chairs. Mm-hmm. Sonya does like she's wrecked by it. She gets most of it. But Liv does get some of it and she likes it. This is, I think she's into the pain. She's becoming a masochist. She's into this. So to me, there were no steps skipped. Mm. This, that was the Extreme Rules match. Okay. And going from there. Remember, Sonya was all up, at, you know, saying she wasn't tough enough. She couldn't, you know, she was also trying to get her on that. And if And I don't know if this is directly related but Sonya has the same kind of background Ronda Rousey does. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But that's just where I'm at. Like I said, it's interpretation. Yeah. Either way, I'm here for it. Uh, definitely, like, I like Liv Morgan a lot. Uh, it. I had truly never seen her as, like, the number one woman in the company. I don't know if she'll ever be seen as the number one woman in the company. But... She's certainly moving up, which is good. Yeah, she's not right, but she's good. She's yeah. going to – this is uh, – honestly, I don't want it to be anything to do with the uh, Bray Wyatt thing at all. Right. Because I think it's cheap. I think this mm-hmm. should be its own. Yeah, keep it so. separate. There's no need. Mm-hmm. Just like same, same thing with uh, like there's rumors that Karrion Cross might be part of the Wyatt Six. Nope, keep them separate. He, does need, he doesn't need that. Right. Exactly. I I don't understand. That's more hats on hats. Right. It's like, oh, it makes sense to put these two together. Yeah, but why wouldn't you just let them do their own thing? Yeah, why would you lump them all together? Yeah, that that's pigeonholing. That's uh, you're 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 then limiting what a character can do by putting them in the stable just because oh you you all kind of are like this so here you go. You know. It's like you're limiting their potential for development. Anyway, moving on. Backstage bloodline segment. The 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 eating solo's head. It's gold. Even before I knew about the eating solo's head, that was gold. Eat. You had um uh you had uh Jay say they should wait for Logan to take care of business tonight. Sammy points out that Roman doesn't want them to. Jay says he's a hothead, right? We'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Where the L A night, yeah. That's yeah. good that they're trying to like they're not just basing it off what's going on in there. They're showing the people more of who he is, mm-hmm. more of that with yep. other characters as well. Mm-hmm. Do a shotsy one. Even though we kind of do know, we, there's more to know. Mm-hmm. So that was good. We had another Viking Raider vignette with Sarah Logan. Obviously, it was her. We actually even saw a part of her face this time around. Yeah, I have a feeling I'm going to like it for a week, and then I'm just not going to care anymore. Well, I read that part of the reason is because, you know, Hit Row has a female. Uh, Legato has a female. 
So if they're going to come in and be a serious tag team, they kind of need a female to neutralize. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I'm just like, they butchered this vi- the Viking gimmick so much, I, I have trouble giving them the benefit of the doubt, that's all. And I understand before it was Vince, but it's still, you know. Yeah, we, we can't Who knows? Fight. They might come back with a new name. Because Viking Raiders was Vince's thing. Yeah, but it was also sort of a global platform kind of thing. Like they wanted the trademark on something that wasn't War Machine. I know, but you could still do something else. Yeah. And what's wrong with War Raiders? Mm, I think the optics in the current global climate. Even... The past few years, it was something that they wanted to avoid. I think they did War Raiders for a week and then moved moved on to something else. Like Whatever, it was like man. Experience and then the I'm like I'm, I'm grown. I can separate, you know, back friction from nonfiction. You know. I hear you, but here is where we insert the whole part about stockholders. Well, let me tell you something. If you're a stockholder, you're bitch made. How about <laughs> that? <laughs> take that to the bank there you go but like totally forget it when i need employment from you mm-hmm. don't I did, just forget about it i apologize all right so <laughs> i didn't highlight it but i don't see how we could just not even talk about the braun Strowman omas face to face we're well it's leading to crown jewel right right it's obviously leading to crown jewel I will admit, I did not know that Omos was quite that much taller than Braun Strowman. Is he tremendously taller? No, but he's a head taller than him. Well, he's a giant, right? Right. So it's it makes perfect sense they, because that's the difference. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate Wade Barrett on commentary saying how but Strowman, where he – and in the order that this is done is brilliant because – it's only Strowman in the ring right now. And Barrett's talking about how, I don't know if it's before or when he was on the way, that he's a big guy, Wade Barrett is. Mm-hmm. And people turn their heads when he's in an airport. And Braun mm-hmm. Strowman makes him feel like a regular person. Mm-hmm. And then Omos is taller than Strowman. Mm-hmm. Understand? So if you're somebody who can't even see because mm-hmm. of what you're hearing, Omos is a giant for real. It's yep. giant versus monster. That's the whole shtick. That's the yeah. that's the line. That's the byline. Mm-hmm. And and you're right. It's very important for someone that isn't actually seeing all of them side by side. It's important to for Barrett on commentary the way he did it to create that mental image for us, the viewers at home. It's one thing to watch it on TV. Mm-hmm. But to see this, which is why I stopped being like, why are they doing this? This is boring. When you're there and you're a live audience and you see these giant people beating the fuck out of each other. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. Even Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker. What we saw. Mm-hmm. That was that's crazy. Yep. Like these are big people. These are big humans that actually exist in this world. These mm-hmm. are comic book characters. Mm-hmm. They're built like comic book superheroes and supervillains, and they're real people. And mm-hmm. you got these like a Sasquatch looking motherfucker, 
and another monstrous looking guy. It's crazy. Yeah, like Braun Strowman and Omos are two guys that I would consider, like if I had to uh, cast wrestlers in these roles, that I would cast as, uh, respectively, um, Juggernaut and Colossus. Yeah. Yes, perfectly. I was I had that in my mind. Mm-hmm. It's an unstoppable object, immovable thing. Yeah. Um. All that. Yeah. It's 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 a thing. Mm-hmm. We we are all impressed by huge figures that should not exist in nature, but here we are. Yep. So so to weigh Barrett's credit, great job for in just a few words recreating that the sense of a spectacle. That we had at WrestleMania 3 with the Unsolvable Force versus the Immovable Object, Hogan versus Andre. This is a supersized version. Mm-hmm. Because Strowman can eat Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I think I think it would be great if someone could, like, put to scale Hogan, Andre, Strowman, Omos... And just for fun, because he mentioned it, Barrett and MVP. Hmm. Yeah. You know, start with MVP as, you know, normal, probably taller than average human height. Barrett taller than him. Braun taller than him. Hogan's in there somewhere. And you got I'm Andre and Omas. I'm sure it exists somewhere because I've seen videos where someone will do, they'll do the comparison of sizes between Titans mm-hmm. and Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it's got to be out there somewhere, and I think we should. Someone's gonna find it or yeah. make it. Who knows? You just gave me the idea. There you go. So that was cool. Awesome job, Wade Barrett. And I don't know. I mean, I I don't I don't want to thank him for for not being Pat McAfee because we still miss our Pat McAfee. Yeah. And I'm and I know that Pat would have sold it in his own way. Yeah, you talk about how this is a different kind of human. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Well, you'll still get it, but I think the way Wade Barrett, you know, broke it down was excellent. Mm-hmm. So my next green highlight is I think might surprise you. Is it Logan Paul dropping Jay? No. Oh, because I thought that was a good point. It was. But but it was it was before that because I think that was uh, the is, last segment. Yeah. Is Zelina Vega playing PlayStation and doing a promo with Legato? No, but that was cool with the bejeweled uh, controller. Yeah, you're I, busy playing your games instead of working on your wrestling. Yeah, but also it's sort of a nod to her Twitch. Yeah. Well. Okay. Right. Which <laughs> I get. So it'll it'll be interesting if and when that comes up. Yeah. Maybe it could just be like, listen, just hold this. I'm talking. Yeah. But so what is it? It was Rhonda's promo. Rhonda's interview, I should say. Uh, short to the point and factually correct. Short to the point, factually correct, and finally, because now on the internal roster sheets, I uh, was I read last week, she is officially a heel. Her finally embracing. That's not much her finally embrace. Her finally being cast as a heel. Hmm. And basically using all the stuff that the fans have used against her back against them. It's like, oh, you, you know, you don't want the best to win. You just want your favorites to win. So, all right. I'm tired. I'm I, like, I don't care about being your favorite. I, I'm going to be the best. So I don't care just, if you care for me or not. There's just something about a heel saying factual things. 
mm-hmm. because you it's it's so much easier because like you know me i'm always like well we would watch together when we were younger I'm like he's lying that's not what happened but yep. she's telling the truth and that's the worst like the worst of the people that tell the truth that's why people get so angry at people who tell the truth they try to ban them or silence them because they're telling the truth because they can't handle it they can't provide an argument or anything and that's what Rhonda did which is good because mm-hmm. it, it's something that can't be turned turned against her no it's if you, yeah if you're just telling the truth it's like well you can't prove me wrong so what are you gonna do that's exactly it i think Rhonda's great for that and she really turned around in my eyes mm-hmm. um i think after her initial appearance maybe she should have had like like maybe like her initial her very first real run in the company she could have been faced but after that she just should have been healed like they should have been doing this since the beginning yeah uh she sh- you're right maybe not well no, i don't think from the beginning i think the beginning was fine mm-hmm. but i think they should have read the tea leaves better and but it's the, that's the thing with vince you know it's it's his way yeah my path damn it yeah who's the guy so we had the legato segment which i liked i thought it was fine my only issue was the fact that zelina vega stated that she's successful in everything she does to what metric right you <laughs> you failed to become the women's champion uh i believe you were in a money in the bank ladder match i think she was maybe you mm-hmm. failed that. What are you talking about right now? She should have. She should have listed that she's the first ever Queen's Crown tournament champion. Or now, whatever. To her credit, yes, and it's this isn't her fault. But the fact that they had that, and you have Charlotte Flair existing on that roster, was a bad idea. Because she was treated like like more royalty than Zelina was. Mm-hmm. If you had to add up the amount of time she was queen on tv it would be the equivalent of a week yeah if you add up the time probably less mm-hmm. so that to me yes that is the success in becoming that but really the run was a failure and it had nothing to do with her yeah save for xavier woods how are you gonna put the king of the ring on the same show as roman reigns are you stupid that to me shows you don't give a fuck about the King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. He should have been on Raw. Keep them separate. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen to somebody who's calling themselves a king on the island of relevancy? This does not compute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they should have somehow moved into Raw immediately. Uh, Yeah, and I'm not going to crap on it any more than that. I'll be a good dude about it. All right. Um, I like Logan Clock and Jay mm-hmm. knocking him out the one shot because that's pretty much what Logan Paul has been saying. Like, what if I get that one shot on Roman? That one hit a quitter? Yeah. By the way? Yo. No. <laughs> For the record. Listen, one... in case there was ever any doubt, if I don't know, I don't know for anyone, if this is your first time listening to this <laughs> podcast, we are the uh, official podcast of the Isle of Relevancy, as I think stated earlier in the episode. So 
not even because of that, just completely independently. We back Roman here. It's Roman's house. Yeah, what are you doing? It's Roman's show. Roman has been champ for more years than Logan Paul has had matches. Facts. But everyone's got a puncher's chance. I say Roman eats that punch. Crowd goes nuts. Roman kicks out. Crowd goes even nuttier. I think that that would be good. But you need to kind of protect Logan Paul if you want to make money off of him. Mm. So you should make it that he was never able to connect with it. Or because you downplay his power when you do that, even mm-hmm. if it is a tribal chief and he is not a man, he is different than a man. He is more than a man. That's right. And so it, but I'm saying so, optics, you know, right. It's like if I would have just hit, I would have got you. He could even had done that like after he's like been stacked and pinned or whatever. He could always be like half dead with the whole like, you know, Shelton Benjamin, like I almost got you mm-hmm. type of thing. Or you have Logan connect, and then you have interference, distraction, delays. Logan Paul takes out Solo, Jimmy J, Sammy, this, that, the other, whatever. That gives Roman enough time to recover, hit the spear, one, two, three. He damn near killed Jay, so I guess we'll yeah. see. <laughs> like, that was a good sell. Jay now is embarrassed which means he's gonna be even more heated yeah well hopefully well he's gonna be in a lot he's in deep shit because the tribal chief i don't know sammy might be in trouble because he might have failed to keep him in, tr- in check mm-hmm. we'll see uh, i'm very interested in how that's going to play out i wonder if rome's going to be on next week uh maybe monday but Probably they would have the- said something already Probably the following week, because the following week is Crown Jewel that Saturday. That's going to be, I think we're recording after Crown Jewel. Obviously, Crown Jewel will be a non-title event for the Basement Championship. Uh, yeah, we don't, uh, we don't guess in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Um, we not, we not, um, what's the word? We don't have a license from the commission of guessing right. uh, in, out, of, out of the country. Yeah, we, we don't have our... Uh, Whatever there yet. Licenses. Yeah. Mm. I was going to try to use a different word, but there isn't any better word. So that's all for W for Raw and SmackDown this week. Let's uh, hit uh, Rampage, uh, Dynamite and then Rampage first, and then we'll go circle back to NXT so that we can talk about Halloween Havoc later tonight. Uh, first highlight for Dynamite for me was the entire... And here's where we're going to debate the entire MJF segment. Uh, look, it's not much of a debate on mm-hmm. my end. I just think it's the same promo. And Regal just like owned him. He owned him mm-hmm. when he told his story. So that that if he didn't get owned, it probably would have been better. But he left himself to get owned. I'm sitting here and I'm like. I'm thinking in my mind to what I know about William Regal, mm-hmm. be it through stories, interviews, and stuff like that over the years. And MJF is saying all of that, 
I'm just sitting there and I'm like, this is not going to go the way you think it is. Mm-hmm. And then Regal owned him. And he got in his head, which is why it's at full gear. I don't know if this was, you know, whatever, but the story being told is that Regal got to MJF and he's going to try to earn this. Mm-hmm. Now, that's all. I didn't, you know, I just think it's the same promo, but, you know, if maybe if Regal didn't own him, I'd have more points. But either way, it was a great segment. So, like, I'm, I'm obviously including Regal in this because AEW hasn't really utilized him as such until now, but Regal is one of the best promos ever. Okay, so we're, if we're basing the segment as a whole, then yes, it was good, but Regal carried it. That's okay. okay. But we did learn more about MJF's history and his history with Regal. I, I'm all about like learning the backstory of the character we see. Because we don't always see everything that makes the character, you know? Yeah. The back backstory is key. Backstory is so important. I agree. So I appreciated the additional knowledge that we got and you asked me mm. work or shoot brother About and i said that, yeah and i said yes uh yeah. because both, both things can be true go to hell <laughs> what all right steady on i know what you did it's fine it's fine you win this round, but there will be others. It's okay for both things to be true because that just means that option C. Right. Okay. Option C. Yeah, both things can be true at the same time. I told you that's what it is when we talk mm-hmm. to each other in text. Yes. Just and so C, everybody else knows. And C in this case stands for compelling. Because it's okay that it's the same MJF promo. The delivery. He does have that it factor that makes you want to pay attention to every word he says. Yeah, not me necessarily, but yeah, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Got so, it. of course, it does, it's not going to work for everyone. Not all the time, I mean. Right. I like it. I appreciate it. I feel like. I feel like I ha- always have to see what MJF says. Look, I can respect that. Mm. All right. So moving on from that, because I thought all of that was golden, and we're seeing more character development from MJF. Even if he does rubber band right back to his old ways, which he's probably going to do, because he did that in in the similar feud with Punk. He's probably going to do that now. Regardless. I love that segment. Um, Next up was uh, something interesting. Uh, We had Renee interviewing Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuta. Or rather, she was interviewing Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuta was there, right? Mm-hmm. Because we didn't see her ask Yuta any questions. Or, he was or, getting or, pissed. Right, so, yeah. So, so Danielson's uh, telling Renee that he has high hopes for Daniel Garcia, saying he could be the best wrestler he's ever seen if he had the right guidance. And Yuta's sitting there. He's like, well, hey, dude, man. you said the same shit about me, and I'm sitting right the fuck here next to you, buddy. I'm still the Ring of Honor pure champion. If only he sounded like you in that. Oh, Garcia is a pure champion now. Yeah. Either and way. he beat him for it. Which is, which is true. So it could be that Yuta's going to leave the combat club. I doubt it, though. 
maybe more likely Danielson chose his words carefully to piss Yuta off to ignite that fire in him again for him to get vicious. I hope so. Yuta said, so you said something that I don't know. I thought it was, I don't know. Maybe I'm not, maybe I didn't make the connection. He said he thought bleeding for the Blackpool Combat Club med, meant something. He said it meant something to Mox, but clearly not to Danielson. I, I just think he's jealous because mm. you got to remember that Garcia is the one that beat Yuta. Yeah. So people are listening. So mm. that right there, it's like, hey, man, this guy's an asshole. What are you doing? Mm hmm. But to Danielson's point, he's being objective, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but it looks to me, from what happened at that after the ROH main event, that Garcia is all in on this. It doesn't seem he, he there was no conflict in him when Jericho was going to destroy that poor announcing person. Mm -hmm. He wanted to DDT him and stuff. Ian Riccoboni. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. Ian Jabroni. You could, I can't believe it. <laughs> I was like, well, hey, come on, man. Mm -hmm. but, but instead, legend Jerry Lynn got it instead. Well, at least he's working there all the time, you know? And yeah. he's from ECW, so he can handle his shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still all in. So mm -hmm. you can't, he's a scumbag. He's, he, there was nothing here. What was the, uh, maybe there's some long-term thing. Like, I just need to know what the point of this was. The what was the of point of the Garcia, will they, won't they thing with Danielson and Jericho, but he sides with Jericho anyway. You know, there was this whole rift between Jericho and him, and then there wasn't. And usually after there's conflict, it goes a, a certain way. So I don't know if they're just dropping it entirely or they're just trying to do something different. Um, probably, they probably try, they probably change their mind halfway through. Right. Okay. Um, cause it feels like otherwise it was just filler. It could be a shift in direction because a lot of stuff changed. Yeah. And stuff that's outside of that particular thing. Maybe they want Danielson maybe to move on to a really Yuta thing. Yeah, could be. I mean, either way, as I as I mentioned on uh, Twitter, I think uh, last night, uh, we know Tony Khan has years of experience as a pro wrestling booker, so we need to just trust the process. Indeed. Yes. Uh, Jericho versus Dalton Castle, what you just mentioned, the Ring of Honor main event, I thought it was a great match. I thought it, it did well to showcase the strengths of Dalton Castle, show that he is a true player, of course, being former, as they mentioned, two-time Ring of Honor world champion. Yeah, I, I, I don't I wonder what their end game is, because I think this was a waste of a Dalton Castle. Like you just have him beat on free TV. Isn't he isn't this the first time he wrestled for them? Mm, singles, I think so. Yeah, so at least on who are Dynamite. you saving to be special in Ring of Honor is my question. You know, I don't know. You're just going to have some new guy that's not a Ring of Honor original be the world champion over there if you eventually get TV? I don't know. I the way to uh, – so uh, you – I'll throw this out there. It was, it's been you. 
it's always you. You've been particularly active on uh, the Basin Booker's social media the past couple days. Yes, sir. Um, so our buddy, uh, friend of the podcast, Alex, commented. Um, he said something about it being weird to see Ring of Honor guys on AEW. Yeah. Um, Laying down. Right. The thing is. And it goes back to the question, what's the end game? What is the end game for Ring of Honor? I sort of speculated what I've always said, which is that, you know, the, it's it's, you know, Ring of Honor is on hold right now. They're eventually going to get their own TV. It'll be separate. But right now, it you know, it keeps them getting paid. It keeps them in ring shape. And the point I made to Alex, in case it was relevant, they could use it to sort of say, OK, listen, we had this this many people tune in for the Ring of Honor World world title match it's a valuable company based on you know to, to sort of get to leverage a good tv deal out of it yeah but, i think i'm at the position before you go i just want to say yeah until roh has tv it is not real to me true. damn it. it it might as well be global force wrestling with no belts. global force gold yes yeah, global force gold with belts <laughs> yeah so it, it's not helping like I okay, I'm gonna from what I'm about to say, the Jericho thing is excluded because that is clearly kayfabe. But otherwise, they're really just shitting on the Ring of Honor brand. Yeah, they're not doing shit with it, and what they are doing is not good. They turned Gresham, had him drop the belt, and then asked to leave. What they should have done is left the belt on Claudio and have him have these great matches observe, observing the code of honor with these guys. Mm-hmm. That's what they should have did. But instead, he's barely on and they're doing this stuff with Jericho. Why is he even there? He's just another guy again. Claudio? Yes. Oh, he's not so shiny anymore, is he? No. He's just a guy. What? What? I guess the bigger the hug, the less time you get on TV, Tony. Shit. Anyway. All bloated roster wrestling. Yeah, we've got a lot to go on here. Um, yeah. So moving on from that, and I got this highlighted red, and the reason is the 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 post, right? Jade says either Tony Khan gets Nyla to give her a belt back or she'll hijack Rampage for all 60 minutes. Now, I know there was the thing, okay, well, you can have, because uh, Penelope Ford's injured, you can have Layla Gray, right? But even still, Jade should have opened Rampage in the ring sitting there, hijacking the show, waiting for her belt. And then to fast forward to Rampage, she does the countdown. <sighs> Never do a countdown if there's not gonna if it's not gonna be adhered to, right? Thank you. I guess I'm glad I didn't watch Rampage this week. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so let, let, let me let me I get to that. I did say thank you. You did. Uh, so the next to the next two next two last segment, okay? Um. Was Will Nightingale versus um? Are we right in front of me here? But Layla are we Gray. still on Jade Cargill though? Yeah. Okay, good, because I had stuff I want to talk about. You know what I'm gonna mention. 
So once I'll, I'll remember, I'll remember. Okay. So Willow beat Willow Nightingale beat Layla Gray with Doctor Bomb, despite re- repeated appearance from uh, Kira Hogan. After the match, Tony Schiavone comes out. Willow didn't know this was going to happen, and announces Willow is all elite. Whoop to do. I thought she was working there the whole time. I swear to God, and I apologize. It's okay. <laughs> uh, no disrespect. I don't give a shit. Well, it's never uh, any disrespect. No Willow, disrespect is meant unless we say with all due disrespect. Right. That's the basement booker's rule. Yeah, and those are kind of reserved for when, well, for me in particular, for when I talk about uh, Christian Cage or Vince Russo. But I'm going to put that aside for the moment. Right. I'm putting that aside for the moment. Willow, character. That's what you need. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm waiting for. Okay. So, after that, Jade comes out with a chair. This is two, I want to say at least two-thirds of the way through the show that she was going to hijack for the, that the plan was she was going to hijack the entire 60 minutes of the show. She, We finally see her two-thirds into the show. Um, actually, we saw a sit, brief sit-down interview with her earlier, but it's not entirely relevant. Mm-hmm. Or if it is, it, it's not really explained. Anyway, she comes out with a chair. She dismisses Willow. She sets the chair in the middle of the ring and demands Nyla brings her the title. She does a countdown. Ten, nine, blah, blah, blah. She gets all the way to one. We then see on the screen Nyla and Vicky in a car. Someone else is there, too. I didn't recognize her. I guess she's now part of Nyla's crew. Don't know who she is. It was never explained. They're in a car. We find out the car is Jade's. Nyla thanks her for the joyride. And they drive off. So now Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero and this other unnamed person have Jade Cargill's title and car. One of her many cars, no doubt. I'm not as important as her championship. Right. So. Jade sends the baddies to the back for what I don't know. Without a car, they can't catch a car, right? Yeah. And clearly. Does they have a car? Maybe their car. Maybe, but clearly, either way, Nyla Rose and Vicky are not still there. They will have a mild head start on them. Yeah, that, they go. like, when you say making someone look stupid, that turns it up to 11. Security comes out, Jade nails a couple of them, and walks off. What? Why suggest... That you're going to hijack the entire 60 minutes of a show if you're really – if you really don't have any sort of intention of even looking like you're going to follow through. At least sit by commentary. At least be on commentary. And like every time, cut the shit, Tony. I want my belt. Anytime anyone asks for something, why she's on commentary, cut the shit, Tony. I want my belt. Oh, there, she sounded like a petulant child, and I have the solution. But it, but at least that is, in a way, hijacking the show. So? Because she's only talking about herself on commentary while another match is happening. Or just jack the ring bell, and someone was like, listen, this isn't going on. So right. Got, e- yeah. e- either way, there was no sort of follow-up to the threat of hijacking the show. So what did you want to say about Jade this week? All right, so basically, this there's only one way this can go. Especially now that I found out what happened on Rampage. Like, I had what I thought should happen. And I, now I think it should even more happen. 
Mm. I think Jay Cargill, before I say that, I want to state that Nyla Rose has always been the bully. Now, I think that once Jade gets her hands on Nyla Rose, it should be a bully beatdown. What I'm saying is the bell rings. It's Jade all day. It's a squash. It's not just a squash. We're going to I want a no mass moment from Nyla Rose. That means no more. Mm-hmm. OK, famously uttered by Roberto Duran. He couldn't take it anymore. He used they used to call him the fist. He used to have fists of stone. He was mm-hmm. so good. But at one point. He could he was getting beat so bad. No mass. He begged for it to be over. That's what I want. It's a, it's a, it's an I quit in a match where it's like, hey, this isn't an I quit match. You can't do that. Hmm. Like, the ref has to stop it. That's what I want. I want her in tears and gone. And this is how you build a character back up. The Her confidence is shattered. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got to come back from that if she's ever going to step in the ring again. Because right now, it's dull and lame. And you're doing it at the expense of Jade. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I understand when you have someone that's unbeaten and seemingly unbeatable for as long as she has been. So you insult their intelligence. No, you do every now and then need them to show some vulnerability. Yeah. This is not it. Nope. It's not it. No, it's it's, you know. There's easier ways to do this. Uh, for example, uh, in Rocky Three, the antagonist is Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang is very powerful. He hits very hard. Rocky's been fed ham and eggers because Mick wants to protect him because he he barely made it. Like the first match against Apollo Creed, split decision, and the judges gave it to Creed. And Rocky was in the hospital after that. But wow. so was Creed. Okay. He won the second fight, but he was fighting bums. Mm-hmm. And Clubber Lag, he calls him out. And he's like, you ain't no man. He even says to him, he's like, hey, 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 mama, you want to go home with a real man? And it's like, oh, so then it's a fight. And mm-hmm. Clubber Lang destroys him. He wrecks his shop. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is. Rocky has to come back. So he starts to train with Apollo Creed because, yes, you, you, you're good. You know, you got you got your, your meat and potatoes, but you need to be able to move. So I'm cleaning the language up because it was a different time. But mm. basically, you got to move like a brother. You know what I mean? And oh, went there, huh? Well, someone used the wrong language. Mm. So. Y'all all know, the ones who've seen it, the real ones. He basically cut this short. He had to enrage Clubber Lang to make him do wild swings. So he's tiring himself out enough for Rocky, who, you know, he's mostly dodging, to be able to take him down. Mm-hmm. So I see what they're trying to do. Maybe it's Dyla Rose getting in Jade's head. Nyla Rose is a heel. Right. Jay Cargill's a heel. Right. What are we doing? 
this doesn't work. So, yes, a bully beatdown is what's necessary here. Because she disrespected the champ and she has to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And then she could come back. I'm not saying she'll be the one to do it, to beat her. Maybe she'd have already dropped it. Hopefully not. But there can be a story later because this is going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. this is not my uh, favorite yep. storyline. And why should it be? <laughs> right. So just to finish up Dynamite before we jump onto Rampage, I'll tell you all about Rampage. Um, we Next time it was the main event. I don't need to hear all about Rampage. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll just hit my highlights then. Yeah, because, um, like, I don't watch Rampage for a reason, because I think it sucks. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, after Hangman's injury, announcers aside. That's Tuesday I, Night Dynamite. Right. And we talked about that, but yes, what else? Did I say Rampage? Okay, I'm, I'm Vision Dynamite. Um, mm-hmm. I liked how Mox, the, the problem with the Mox cut, I liked the direction they took. It's like, okay, now let's. I, you know, Mox saying, well, we still got time. I still got energy. MJF, you want to come prove yourself, come out and do it. And they basically built the match to uh, whatever the next pay-per-view is. They mentioned it. I don't remember. It's in there somewhere. Full gear. Full gear. This coming Saturday, I think? No, no, no. It's uh, November or something. Oh, November, Saturday. Got it. I think that's it, the exact date. Yeah, it's about a month away. I think they said November 19th. November, Saturday. Got you. November 19th. That is a Saturday. Could be. November, Saturday. Got you. All right, and then Rampage. So this this bugs me out. The the, the opening match is the Acclaim defending tag titles against uh, Tony Nese and Josh Woods. Um, Acclaim win. But in the middle of the match, seemingly for no reason whatsoever, Billy Gunn gets in the ring. He gets ejected for getting in the ring, which makes sense. But there's still the question of why the hell did he get in the ring? Unfortunately, the answer is to set up what happens after the match. And I hate when they do that. Like, at least make it make sense why he got in the ring. They did not. But I didn't see that. Right. So what happened was after the match, like, you know, they're about to do the Sismi thing. And Mark Soaring says, "Uh, you may have won, but I still have the trademark. And it doesn't just change hands like that, even though there was a stipulation. So Billy comes from behind because he was able to, because he was in the back. And Mark Sterling was facing the ring, right? Yeah. So you see why blatantly that's why Billy Gunn got sent to the back. It was so he could then come from the back. Um, He should have just stayed, like, come out, wish them luck, and then went went to the back if they were going to do that. Anyway, That would be the right thing to do. So Billy comes from behind Mark Sterling, grabs the document, tosses Sterling into the ring for a few crotch stomps, followed by the Scissor Me Timbers, which is a crotch leg drop from the top. Ugh. Yeah. They hit him with the Super Scissor. All right. Uh, another weird thing. I, I talked about the Jade thing. Last weird thing. So do you, do you remember what they were advertising the main event to be? No. It was going to be Roosh versus Preston Vance. Uh-huh. And if Preston Vance wins, uh, Roosh's faction, the Ig... Ig... Gubernales or whatever. Yes. Thank you. Uh, have to leave him alone. 
Like, did stop trying stop to get him. Stop bullying me? Yeah, stop trying to get him to leave Dark Order and join them. Okay. So, before the main event, they show a segment from sometime earlier this week. They're at, so it looks like they're, like, at a, in a backstage area, but in front of, like, one of the concession bars. Mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy's behind the bar. Why? I don't working? know. I don't know. So, Roosh is there, and so is Preston Vance. Right? Got it. Okay. Orange Cassidy takes his, you know, his backpack, and he pulls out the All-Ang Championship, and he shows it off. He's like, you see this? I won this. Yeah. And so, there's talking back and forth. Roosh says he wants the title. And so... Orange Cassidy says, well, you two have a match on Rampage, so why why don't I just defend the title against the two of you? Okay. The stipulation is just gone. It's just now gone. It, it now it's just for the, yeah, now it's just for the All-Atlantic title. So was the stipulation not good enough? Like, I don't understand why they would do that. It's, my guess is... I, I can't imagine why you would randomly add a champion to a match and have him defend the match when there was already a separate stipulation that had nothing to do with the champion. It's about as stupid as carrying your championship in the backpack and having the announcers explain that you're too lazy to carry it. So you're carrying a backpack, which is actual extra work because you have to put the belt in the fucking backpack and you're still carrying it, you stupid morons. <laughs> But wrestling can be anything. No. And in this case, no, in this case, that's what it is. No, it's not. That's not. No, that is the dumbest. And we've seen a lot of things. I've seen a woman give birth to a hand Mm -hmm. and that's stupider than that. (laughs) I I keep giving this guy the benefit of the doubt. Plus, he's like Sideshow Bob without the crazy hair. He's just an idiot. Mm -hmm. God damn it, man. I was. He was cool, but that's just stupid. It's not being, it's not like, it's not laziness. It's, it's, it's extra work to, Mm -hmm. you're a try hard. That's try hard. The whole point of Orange Cassidy is that he doesn't. Just throw the championship over your shoulder. That's it. I get it. Maybe your waist is too small to wear it around your waist. I guess that's an issue. But for Christ's sakes, respect the championship and maybe try to have a little respect for yourself. It's not even like a a denim backpack that would match everything else he wears. No, it's just some dumb backpack he beat up a school kid for because he's too lazy to buy one. Guess so. So Orange Cassidy pins Preston Vance while he was trying to fix his mask that Roosh untied. To retain the title after he hit the orange punch on Roosh. And people who aren't luchadors shouldn't wear masks. Yeah, the mask was given to him by Brody Lee. Well, you know, you should probably make it so you can't get it taken off. Yeah. Or wear another one under it. Well, they so uh, Roosh had untied the mask so he could turn it around to make it more vulnerable. So you can't see. Oh. Yeah, I would just take it off. Yeah. NXT, I only have a couple notes. Uh, the whole uh, Julius 
uh, Damon Kem segment? Crap. Uh, yeah. Crap. It's a uh, Roddy level. Roddy level acting. Just about. Um. Uh, very next segment, Shotzi was announced as the host of Halloween Havoc. People wanted that. Yes. Because honestly, other than Bray Wyatt, who they're not going to waste on this, and Karrion Cross and Scarlet, who they're not going to waste on this, there's no one else that should ever host Halloween Havoc. I mean, what do you even need a host for? Ah, whatever. If you're going to have a host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're going to have a host. Yeah. It's going to be the one that did it before. Got yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, she, she's good at it. She loves Halloween. That's clear. She loves horror movies. She's been in at least one horror movie. That's her thing. Let her enjoy herself. I, I will. Damn. Okay. So... You know, while she's uh, talking about it and, and hyping it or whatever, Zion Quinn comes out, and this is where I need to say, what the fuck are you doing with Zion Quinn? Having whatever, a job to the super diva? Like, take him off TV for a bit, okay? Do whatever you're doing with whoever the fuck else. Bring him back as dominant as he should be. If they're holding him back for something, I don't see what the hell it is. I don't see anything wrong with his ring work. I don't see a whole lot wrong with his talking other than the, the run it straight or whatever phrase he says that no one knows what it means. Yeah. Ugh. Like, if, if, if he needs more work, just take him off TV. Because right now, you're kind of burying him. Anyway. Moving on from that, my next things I have highlighted here. After, oh, this was the last thing. After the main event, which was uh, the Kevin Owens show with the three triple threat guys, Austin Theory comes out and holds up his briefcase to sort of suggest that he might cash in on the NXT title. I think this could be either A, letting you guys know, hey, this is a thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. And, or B, he's just trolling. And C, it, two things can be true at the same time. So I true. think it's option C here. Yeah. Um, and also, I wouldn't be mad if he did because what are they going to do? Just let it expire? What is he going to do? Fail? At least this, we're, you know, Braun Breaker's known to be screwed out of things in triple threat matches. True. And maybe finally surviving one and then losing it because of the cash in? I might give you something compelling. Maybe, but is. If that's the case, is Theory getting demoted or is he bringing the NXT title to the main roster to give it some. You can't think about it like that. You need to think about it as another show. He could be on both if he wants. I'm just but, trying like the to... NXT Championship is not a step down. You can't think about it like that. I'm I'm just trying to. Follow... Also, he's never held gold, so it would be his first championship. Wouldn't he was it be the US better? Champ. Okay, but like for how long? I don't know, but he's the youngest ever U.S. champ. Yeah, I forgot about that. And you know what? Really? I'm sure a lot of other people did too. Probably. The, Very I likely because it was a while ago. So why wouldn't you build him up on? You know, have him show up and show out on NXT 
and he's on Monday Night Raw. His gimmick is all day. What's the problem? You can have the NXT Championship on Monday Night Raw exposed. Every you know, people see it, and he'll defend it against people. However, whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. And on Tuesday, he's there. It's like you know, he says all day, then all day. So that works with the character. So I'm just trying to find. I'm trying to follow the uh, the narrative of. We're all different shows. We have our own exclusive rosters, except for this guy, except for that guy. And, you know, they're they're the women's tag champs, so they go wherever, but not to NXT because they have their own women's tag champs. And asterisk here, asterisk there, and it's just fucking annoying. Yes, but now you know that the money in the bank can be used on the NXT championship. Could also be used on the IC title, could be used on the tag no, it, title. No, cause... that's not what's stated, though. Like, with, okay, here's the thing. I'm going to any use what you said. I'm going to use what you said. Okay. Yes. Any championship on WWE TV. They don't think about NXT like that. This is something that needs to be shown visually. Because they, they're like you. And they don't think of NXT as the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Like, it's show, like no one's ever said that you could use it at NXT. They're showing you that it's a possibility. That's fine, but I'm also I'm just adding that it could also be used on the IC title, on the tag titles. Yeah, but you're right. But that's those are on the main shows. Mm -hmm. People think championships. They think that those belts, right? Mainly the main ones, because why would you why would you want those? You're talking Mm -hmm. about step backs like who cares about the Intercontinental Championship and the United States Championship? Well, you could be the champion. He was already the United States champion, which means he was always he was already the mid-card champion. Mm-hmm. So that's all. I'm just saying, like, it is step back. If you, I, I don't think about those because why would you want those? The NXT Championship is, I think, a main title. You're the champion. Mm-hmm. Especially now, I'd say that it's been. Uh, it has also has the lineage of the UK title. Exactly. Or he could just be in his head. Maybe he's friends with McDonough, who nobody likes. Could be. Apparently. I wonder if Kevin Owens is talking about how creepy it is, creepy he is, because he had some issues. Do you remember back in the day when all this stuff was coming out? I think it was Wrestling Me Too. I'm pretty sure people were saying some stuff about the ace himself. Really? I'm pretty sure. Now, if I'm full of shit, just strike it for the record. We'll do (laughs) research later. But I'm pretty sure people were saying shit about him being a little (laughs) creepy. Which, by the way, I don't judge a book by its cover, but if it were to cover the light, but yeah, that tracks. He just has his oversized like head for his body. Listen, you can't trust people with oversized heads. The leader, Modoc, you can't mind- trust he's, them. He's a Minecraft character. All right, you fucking nerd. Let's move right. on before you talk about how you play Minecraft. Come on, hey, Harrison. Anything else? That you want no. to talk about before we jump to no, can we get Halloween to NXT Havoc. Be- Havoc because I have to edit this monstrosity. Excellent. <laughs> so first match, spin the wheel, make the deal. Apollo Cruz versus Grayson Waller. We don't know the step yet because they haven't spun the wheel to make. It's the gonna deal yet. be a miners glove match, so we can know what the hell that's all about. <laughs> I wonder if you have to win uh, with some version of the mandible claw. But using a, a miner's glove, so it's got like 
coal all over it, so you, you give your opponent black lung and they die. Maybe you're both wearing black lung gloves, and it's about the survival of the fittest. Like, who will f- succumb to it first? Mm. It's, it's a, a long a, game. So watch them die slowly from lung cancer match. Basically, yeah. Cancer's not funny, people. We're not joking about it. We're joking no, we're about not. This, the, the stupidity of something called a, a coal miner's glove match. But Listen, we, we've had plenty of opportunities to actually figure that out, but mm-hmm. we're idiots who can't use the internet. So, yeah. So as far as the winner of the match, um, sure. it's going to be Apollo Crews unless unless Grayson Waller hires some new help. Yeah, unless Grayson Waller has been possessed by Chucky, and that's probably going to be the way. But no, it's going to be uh, Apollo Crews. Yes. But I get points for nothing if Chucky does indeed possess Grayson Waller. Mm-hmm. Right. And this isn't for a title anyway. I know that. And then ambulance match, Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp. And if Julius loses, Brutus leaves NXT. And then presumably they just both move up to the main roster. Uh, Damon Kemp. Wow. Yeah. You, th- you think they're that high on the Creeds to move them both up? No. Quote unquote or over? No, I'm just going with what I want and what I won't get. So okay. um, I think that the Creed brothers are a good tag team. Mm-hmm. And I, they, they might need a rework. The brother whose career is on the line is, to me, the weak point of the team. Hmm. Uh, and the guy that's fighting for his career, I think he's the one of that that's going to be the breakout. Hmm. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with uh, Kemp winning. I just dread the victory promos afterwards. I mean, he's still the least successful brother. Remember? He's yeah. like, you're still not even the best wrestler in your family. Yeah, but he's on TV. and he Yeah, but Olympics. I guess. Yeah, it's kind of a bigger stage. Okay. Next up, Weapons Wild. Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade. I don't have a dog in this fight. No pun intended. Either one's fine, I think. I'm going to go with Cora. I think she'll... Well, no. I'm going to go with Roxy. I think uh, Roxy's going to finally beat Cora. Because mm. that's kind of been the story. Ladder match for vacant NXT North American Championship. Carmelo Hayes, Oro Menza, Wesley, Von Wagner versus Nathan Frazier. That's either Carmelo Hayes or... Maybe Nathan Frazier. Maybe. I was thinking Hazel Wesley. Either way, I Wesley, that'd be a mistake. But Would I don't I can see it happening. I don't know. He's just a guy without a tag team partner. I don't know. <laughs> he, I, he, I just see him a certain way and that's my fault. But maybe once they do something different with him, which they've kind of been doing, we'll see, but I don't know. I just always see that North American championship associated with a heel. Mm-hmm. They just need to flesh out Wesley's character more. I mean, it could be Von Wagner. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Wesley, they need to flesh out his character more. Like right now, it's weak. Like we we know his backstory, but his backstory isn't particularly interesting. Like I'm not emotionally invested in him as a character based on his backstory. 
I like him as a wrestler because of his ability. His promos are getting better. But eh, to the rest. Okay, and then for the NXT Women's Championship, Mandy Rose, Russian girl, Alba Fire. It's going to be Mandy Rose, man. I want Alba Fire to win, but I, Mandy Rose is hot. And she looked really good on Tuesday, so I don't know yeah, how. I, I, I didn't want to. I, I think you watched it later than I did, even though I watched it a day. No, did I watch it? I don't remember. Oh, no, I was watching Tuesday. You you hadn't watched it yet. I didn't want to say anything about uh, what Mandy was wearing. I wanted you to discover it on your own. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't know how Alba Fire can deal with that. Like, short of actually setting her on fire, like, she's hotter. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Either way, I, I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, Man- Mandy's carrying this division. There's no reason to take it off her. Mm-hmm. Then the main event, triple threat, Ron, Ilya, McDonough. Um, Ron Breaker. Yeah. Ilya Dragunov did beat. He's one of the one of two people to pin Walter or Hunter, mm-hmm. as he's now called. So we can't really. Uh, sleep on that. So if it's not Braun Breaker, it's him. I agree. Also, brief shout out. I love the way uh, Samantha Irvin announces the Intercontinental Champion. Like, like she really puts emphasis on the consonants the way they do in German or in Austrian. To to like, she puts it on. All parts of his title, not just Gunter. It's not the Intercontinental Champion. It's the Intercontinental Champion, Gunter. Yeah. Well, you know, she has to respect the office. Indeed. Yeah. And um, I, I got to say, I think she is, like, I don't know if you remember from way back in the day, but I never really cared for Lillian as an announcer. No, I. it's documented on this podcast, actually. Okay. Yeah. I really, really like Samantha Irvin. I think she's doing great. I think she like she is my favorite female announcer of all time. Wow. That's not much of a competition in that though, is there? You're right, it's not. But I think she's up there with like I'll wait. Justin Roberts. <laughs> okay. I like listen, I like Justin Roberts a lot. I think he's I great. know you love Justin Roberts. Just the other day you were texting him. Gian... Whichever last name you want to put here. Yeah, but you know he's just thinking about John Cena when he does it. That's his favorite, John. Yeah, he never did that for JBL. Yep. Anyway, so that is the Halloween Havoc card for tonight. So I say let's let our listeners let's let's uh, give you a chance to hear this before you watch Halloween Havoc and get this done. Wrap this up. Unless there's anything else you want to say. No, uh, I think I stated my case. I finally got that off my chest about Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can go ahead and do what you're supposed to do. All righty. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the Basin Booker's podcast, you can email us basinbookers at gmail.com. We are, of course, on Twitter, at Basement Bookers, at Basement Chair, at Rich the Riz. The DMs are open. Uh, you can uh, So you can message us if 160 characters or whatever the limit is now is not enough for you. Facebook, Basement Bookers. Do a little search there. And as far as where to find this podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever 
you get your podcast. And we also have the Instagram that uh, Jerry's been writing uh, on, thankfully. Facebook, Facebook Booker's, Booker's Pod, Pod, guys. I just want to state while I interrupt Richter is because he fucking hates social media. But Basement Booker's Pod, I am learning how to do reels, okay? I Ooh. am trying here. Um, I like a lot of stuff I'm doing right now is a little rudimentary. You probably see a lot better from like 10-year-olds. But just give me a chance. I'm almost 40. So uh, keep an eye out. If you're not following it, please give it a follow. Uh, I would go much as call a pity follow. So if hmm. you could please pity follow Facebook Booker's Pod. Um, if you want, like, Facebook Booker's Pods for both of us, I think. So if you want to tag us or whatever, Facebook Booker's Pod, you know, it's fine if you want to hit up Facebook Jair uh, there. But I'm really trying to focus on this content a little bit. So uh, we'll see. Uh, like I said, uh, I'm not that great at reels. I just if I see something funny, I'll do something. But yeah, if, if you don't are. like if you don't like our posts or our reels or whatever, just keep in mind basement bookers is synonymous with basement boomers. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. You don't speak for me. Okay. So. Ha. All right. <laughs> just kidding. Anything else? <laughs> not I'm missing. I'm I'm good. All right. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. So you better make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers.